What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. All right, good people. Welcome back to the M-W Tactical Podcast. And first of all, I want to thank everyone for taking some time out to hang out with me and just listen to my venture throughout the two-way community and competition shooting. So this week, I want to go ahead and um, let everyone know we're going to have a conversation with Brian Connolly of Hunter's HD Gold. And if you don't know what Hunter's HD Gold is, it's um, some advanced shooting glasses and we're going to talk about it, and you're going to hear what me and Brian has to say. Also this week, um, I'm bringing in Dave Lyle, a.k.a. the Mad Scientist, out of CSRA Shooters in Augusta, Georgia. All right, how's it going, Dave? Good. I guess um, the, the secret's out. The Mad Scientist has a name now. <laughs> the cat's out the bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um... So you actually know Brian also from Hunter's HD Go. I do know Brian, yeah. I, I, he actually, um, I, I saw him, I went down to the Florida Invitational a couple of weeks ago, and he, he had a booth there. I've actually seen him all over the country this year. Right. He's, he's what, what did he post on his uh, Facebook account? He had like 104,000 miles or something he traveled this year. Yeah, yeah. We talked about it in um interview, and... um. You're going to hear what we got to say about that as well. Um, okay. Yeah. I actually like talking to Brian. Um, He's a looking, great guy, man. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him in April um, when he comes down for the South Carolina State match as well. Yeah. He told me, he asked me if I was going to the Bull, uh, the bull match in January. I told him I'm gonna, I wasn't going to make that one, but um, I'm sure I'll see him around, man. I saw him out in uh, Utah at the Nationals and then a couple months later, he's down here in Florida. So he's he's making his way around for sure. That's what it is. That's what it is. All right. And um, right now, because this week is Christmas, so I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. And now I want to go ahead and talk about what I did at my last match at Mid-Carolina. Okay. So Mid-Carolina is one of my top five favorite ranges I like to shoot at in the South Carolina area. The match had six stages. And, of course, a classifier stage. So for those of you who who follow me, you do understand and know I am half a percent away from making B class. All right. So remember when I told you all I went to Charleston, South Carolina at Palmetto Gun Club, um, that classifier didn't count because I already have that classifier on my record to go for moving up. So this classifier, I actually blew it. You know, so it was CM. 0307 and I had two mics on it and I do know one of the mics probably came from when I was doing the reload and pushing it back out too fast right because when I pushed it back out I didn't have sights on the target I just pulled the trigger the second miss I'm not certain where that came from you know um overall you know the match I shot 55 percent and that's with everybody you know PCC open single stack production and in the limited um, division, 
I actually shot 65%. So bad. PCC doesn't count anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I say that's just fun (laughs) stuff. Throwing the the smoke stick around. (laughs) Um, I can actually say after my own analysis that my mindset wasn't in it that day because that whole week I had something stressful take place in my life. And like I said, I went into the match thinking, okay, this is going to be a relaxer for me. But the first couple stages, I was spot on. And then about halfway through, it was hit or miss. You know, so I already said it before I even left the match. I thought I shot 50%. But in the limited division, 65%, I'll take that all day. Um, overall, 55%, I know I could have done a whole lot better. You know, but overall, I was 25 out of 52. So that's about 50%, like we already talked about. In the limited division, I came in ninth out of 22. And in C-class, I came in second out of six. But, um, you know, one thing I do like to do is when I do shoot, I do like to shoot with people like the mad scientist right here, you know, because um, I learned so much from looking at you guys being higher ranking and how y'all process and it kind of bleeds over, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm always like, I'm kind of skeptical to like try to help people with stage plans because that, I don't know. I just have a, I don't know, a different approach maybe. And I'm, I'm always welcome to help people if, um, you know, they, they want my input or whatever, but I shoot, I try to constantly shoot on a move. I never try to stop. Um, and you know, everyone's not quite ready for that yet at, at the lower classes. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm a little skeptical that like, <laughs> this is the way I'm going to shoot the stage, but you know, you probably shouldn't do it that way. <laughs> you know, if you're not really comfortable, like shooting 15 yard targets on the move, then uh, you should probably not do this. But I, I enjoy shooting with everyone, man. I really enjoy the sport and I enjoy shooting with you tremendously. I enjoy seeing you at every match. Oh yeah. I remember um, the first time I shot with you, it was about two or three months and I was like, yo, I got to find this guy. I got to shoot with this guy. Cause just watching your videos, I was like, man, this dude is like super fast. Like, wow. And then I actually shot with you. Um, it was like the beginning of the summer or something like that. This year. And, uh, was it this year or was it last year? I know it was, it was a hot day. It was real hot. The first time we met, um, like actually face last year. Yeah, because it was at Mid-Carolina when I first met you. Yeah. And um, I was sitting there in, like, an amazement, like, oh, wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Like, just actually watching you shoot in person. And then a few weeks later, I ended up going to Spartanburg and um, got on the squad where everybody was running open except for two of us. Man, that messed my whole game up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it can yeah it it really can there's some good shooters at uh, in spartanburg oh yeah um, and it can man if if sometimes i i purposely don't watch people shoot mm-hmm. yeah, that's- <laughs> because you know i've kind of got a, a plan like laid out in my head and i don't want i don't want somebody else to, to i don't know to influence me to try to change anything um yeah I'm I'm that same way, um, and I just picked that up now for maybe about four months because the process, when I look at shooting, I went into it 
at the beginning when I first started as competition wise. And then after a while, I was like, why don't I just do what I know, which would be from a military standpoint. So the same way I would figure out the quickest way to get from point A to point B in a door, down a hall, whatever the case may be, it's the same way I do my stage plans. You know, it's just a, a little nuances you got to do because it's different moving with the squad versus individual. You know, I don't have any military training, but it seems like the way that I shoot would be awful. Like <laughs> if I'm trying to, to clear a room or something like right. <laughs> I'm going to run right in there and uh, be vulnerable like to everyone in that room before I even know what's going on. <laughs> but you know, I may, I might make it out of there cause I shoot pretty fast. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You shoot pretty fast. So I think um, whoever you go into the room with, they don't have a good chance. Unless you have a malfunction. I don't know. I don't have any tactical training. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's all in fun though. Like it's been, um, I really do enjoy shooting. It's, it's my passion. Um, I think the one thing about the passion with shooting is the nature of being competitive. I, I love being competitive, you know, and cause you know, also I competed in jujitsu, but I haven't competed last year in jujitsu. Um, I might do like one or two matches this year. I didn't but, really know um, you competed. I knew, I knew you, you were, you were into it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm into it. Like when I first got into it, it was just, I used to work at the combative school, but the army combative school, like for the big army. Okay. And of course, when I was working there, I was like in excellent shape. And then of course, when I retired, um, I got back into the gym and it kind of helped with some of the ailments I was having. Yeah. And then um, before you knew it, I was like progressing very fast. And a lot of people in the gym was like, yo, you should compete. You should compete. And I was like, I don't know, man. You know, I got the bad knee, the bad back. And my first competition, um, the guy, whoever it was, it was in Atlanta. When he grabbed my collar because he was trying to show a display of strength. And of course, I broke away and I pulled on his collar. I did the same thing he did to me, but more forceful. And of course, I was stronger than him. And he ended up getting me in a position and it locked me down to whereas I couldn't get out of it. So I was like, all right, cool. The next one, that's not going to happen. So um, a couple months later was the next match in Atlanta. I went into that one and I ended up winning my division. You nice. Know? So, um, of course, you know, like I said, I've been doing jiu-jitsu for a while, a couple years. And um, when I say a couple years, I mean like over six, seven years. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than a couple. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, like when you go into a gym, the building system you know, um, I, I was a white belt and I ended up winning my blue belt through the competition, winning that division in Atlanta. So, um, all right. There's two ways you can get belted, um, stripes on your belt and getting belted up is competing in certain competitions or taking a belt test. And I think, um, both ways are very helpful for the individual, but for me, I think it's more prideful to compete in competition and, show your skill to win that belt just like it is in shooting um you prove yourself in shooting you move up to the next classification if you do everything to the standard yeah, yeah i'm um i uh lived in columbia for about 10 years and i went to the uh, martial arts school there in lexington and i saw you guys over there in your in your geese rolling around on the floor and, uh, <laughs> i didn't i didn't really participate in that. <laughs> I, I was on the other side of the gym. I was doing uh Jeet Kune Do 
and right. uh, some Wing Chun and and Kali like stick and knife fighting stuff. Right. And um, I always want, I was interested in it, uh, the jujitsu stuff, but I, I never tried it. I was I was trying some other stuff, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a great workout. It. Yeah, it's a great workout overall. Um, next thing I do want to do this before we go into the um, next portion of the show. I want to thank you for getting those sights on the handgun for Bryson, his competition. Oh, yeah, man. You know, so that was awesome. He was all excited about it. Um, give good, you a little- I, good. I really wanted to see him shoot, shoot the gun for the first time. I hate that I missed the match at Mid-Carolina. Yeah, and um, that's what I um, told him because at first he, he wasn't sure if he wanted to shoot the match or not. So we kind of like had to trick him to go to the match. And he was all for it. But um, when you didn't show up, I was like, okay, I'll just catch it on video and send it to you on video along with uh, those video clips. And then I just said, well, hold on, I'll just put a, a thank you video together and show the whole process of what we did. That video was great, man. I, I, I appreciate you doing that. And, hey, um, no problem, man. I'm um, happy to help out with stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I appreciate the fact that um, you got them to sites because we was talking about sites one day and – he kept saying, like, it was hard to see the sights. And uh, it's kind of hard to tell him, you really don't need the sights. Focus on the point. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not advanced enough to understand what you're actually saying. And um, like I said, that match, percentage-wise, I went back and looked at all his matches. That was the best match he shot out of all of them. Was it? I, I didn't know. I didn't have a comparison, you know, mm-hmm. on his uh... – previous matches but I, I did look at his uh accuracy you know at his alphas and charlies and yeah. it looked pretty good to me but i didn't really i didn't really know you know what he'd looked like previously yeah so it, it was a big improvement it was good, a big improvement. good yeah dawson precision sights man those uh i don't know why the heck those they put those plastic sights on the guns man <laughs> white dot <laughs> things that they come with well you know it's, it's cost effective for the company um oh, sure there you look at it um but might as well just leave them off if they just leave them off it would make it easier for me to put new ones on yeah that's true too but you also (laughs) gotta look at it like when somebody buys something (laughs) might not have the extra money to do you know what we do well yeah that's true yeah those Um, sites aren't cheap the other thing the funny part is um the night when you actually put the sites on yeah when i got back home um you know he had came over you know, so I was like, hey, man, let's do a little bit of dry fire because, you know, normally we do dry fire like Monday, Wednesday and Thursday. Um, Good. But that week, whatever it was, we only did Monday and Tuesday or Monday and Wednesday. It was only two days that week. We only did it. So when he came in, I was like, yo, man, let's let's just knock out about 10 minutes of dry fire thinking that he was going to catch. Oh, man, I got new sights. Never knew. Never noticed anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, most people that we shoot with don't look at the sights anyway. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, like I said, for a whole week, you know, he was doing dry fire, you know, three days or whatever. And then at the match, he was like, I guess you owe me some new sights. And I was like, man, look at your gun right now. <laughs> what? Right? He was like, what, what? These are new. And I was like, hey, <laughs> that was the first time we looked at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was like, well, I, I knew something looked different. And, you know, it was a little bit brighter. So I knew that. And I was like, man. Oh, well, good. At least he noticed it. <laughs> yeah. So that's the, that was the funniest part. But the other side, I'm like, how are you comparing me taking a red marker 
and coloring in the white dot with a red marker so you can focus on it <laughs> to a fiber optic. <laughs> you know, wow, so that just that proves right there. He needs to work on his front sight focus. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I do want to thank you for that. Yeah, man, I'm I'm happy to help out. All right. So um, everybody, stay tuned, and we're gonna take a commercial break and check out the rest of the M W Tactical Podcast. The gun cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you can still carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com hey this is brian conley at hunters hd gold if you've ever tried hunters hd gold then i challenge you to find me at a match next year go to the website under scheduled events find out where i'm going to be come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Woodland from m-wtactical.com and co-host of the Black Man with a Gun podcast. We are reaching out to ask everyone that is in earshot to help us raise money to put four law enforcement officers in jiu-jitsu training for a year. We are looking to raise the money two ways. First, if you live in the state of South Carolina and want to get your concealed weapons permit, the instructor fee will go towards the campaign. The second way is you can donate $50 to gofundme.com forward slash LEO training. The goal is to raise $4,000. Again, we are looking to get 80 people to help contribute $50 to put four law enforcement officers through jiu-jitsu training for a year. This act will be presented in the name of the 2A community. Now we're going to go ahead and jump into a little bit of Word on the 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 This weekend, if you're in the South Carolina area, registration is open for those who are interested in doing some USPSA action in Tabor City, North Carolina, and the Spartanburg area. For the match in Tabor City, go to Practice Score and look up Low Country USPSA and hop on a squad while space is still available. For the match in the Spartanburg area, on Practice Score, do a search for SPSA, USPSA, and select your squad while there are still slots open. Again, SPSA, USPSA, and select your squad while there are still slots open. If you would like for me and the crew to come out and shoot a USPSA match with you, email us at info at m-wtactical.com and let's plan it out. Registration is open for the Level 2 state match taking place in Tabor City, North Carolina, called Battle at the Beach. 
Are you ready to see if you can tame the battle at the beach starting on 23 April? Slots are filling up fast and the match director briefed me that there are still Friday slots open and Saturday is currently filled. Get in on the action and sign up while Friday is still open. Don't miss out on the fun. This USPSA match was a lot of fun last year and I'm sure the challenging stages will make it more fun for 2020. Visit www.lowcountryuspsa.com for more information. Are you looking to contribute to a worthy cause that pays it forward? Visit gofundme.com forward slash leo training and help us raise money to put some law enforcement officers into jiu-jitsu training for a year at no cost to them or the department thanks to the contributions already given we raised fifteen hundred dollars of the four thousand dollar total again visit gofundme.com forward slash leo training and donate to our campaign everyone who donates will get recognized on social media but if you donate $50 or more, you will get a video shout out personally thanking you. Visit GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training. Kevin Dixie is hosting his second annual Teach and Learn event. It's a three-day event taking place on Memorial Day weekend, 22 through 24 May in Ludington, Missouri. For those who are looking to become more involved in the shooting industry in some way. For those interested, you can sign up by going to eventbrite.com and searching for NOC Second Annual Train and Learn event. We are bringing Steve Anderson from andersonshooting.com to Columbia, South Carolina, 9 through 10 April. The class will take place on a Thursday and Friday. Then that Saturday, 11 April, there is a USPSA match at the same range. For those wanting to sign up for this class, Head on over to the M-W Tactical Facebook page and click on events and the link is in the description. Or just go to the M-W Tactical Instagram page and click on the link in the bio that will direct you to the registration. There are only 10 slots for this class and five are already gone. Sign up now to reserve your slot. Hello everyone. This is Michael Woodland from m-wtactical.com and co-host of the Black Man with a Gun podcast. We are reaching out to ask everyone that is in earshot to help us raise money to put four law enforcement officers in jiu-jitsu training for a year. We are looking to raise the money two ways. First, if you live in the state of South Carolina and want to get your concealed weapons permit, the instructor fee will go towards the campaign. The second way is you can donate $50 to gofundme.com forward slash LEO training. The goal is to raise $4,000. Again, we are looking to get 80 people to help contribute $50 to put four law enforcement officers through jiu-jitsu training for a year. This act will be presented in the name of the 2A community. All right, so today I'm here with Brian Connolly from Hunter's HD Gold. How's it going for you, Brian? Doing well. How you been today? I'm doing good. I wish this cold weather would disappear so I can go back out and do some more shooting. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to give everybody a little backdrop about Brian, for those who, of us who shoot competition, we all know who Brian is. For those of you who don't, 
this is what we're going to tell you. Pretty much every major match that you go to, you will possibly see Brian at the match. If you don't see him, you will see a stand that says Hunter HD Gold, and it has a display of glasses on there. These glasses are the concoction of this company, Hunter HD Gold, and the scientific development behind it is something that literally blew me out the water. But now I'm a firm believer, and for the past couple of weeks, I have been shooting with Hunter HD Gold, and I can actually say that my shooting went up probably about two to three percent only because now I can see the targets a little bit more crisper and off that initial draw, you know, faster. So we're going to hear what Brian has to say about his product. And I have a ton of questions I want to ask about his product because I use them for more than just shooting now. And we're just going to jump into it so everybody can hear it. So, Brian, tell us a little bit about who you are and the backdrop of Hunter HD Go. Well, um, my name is I'm Brian, of course. I'm the founder and um, president of Hunter's HD Gold um, Advanced Shooting Lenses. And basically about four and a half years ago, I was wanting to create myself my own personal hunting lens to use when I was hunting um, for my own, you know, personal at the, at the hunting ground that I have here in Alabama. And went through a lot of um, different things, um, making lenses and stuff to, to do that because what I do on a daily basis before all Hunters HD Go got started is um, we make lenses for ophthalmologists and optometrists on a daily basis. So um, that's one of those things. I got, I've been doing this now for about nine years with the lab and it's, you know, I've been in retail management my entire life, but um, about nine years ago I started selling directly to doctors you know, throughout the um, medical industry here in the Southeast. So through doing that, I have access at the lab that my wife owns to pretty much play mad scientist and um, do what I need to do to, you know, develop what I needed to develop. And went through a lot of R&D, you know, trying to find myself a hunting lens. For an example, um, tried all kinds of different colors, all different kinds of shapes, polarized, non-polarized, you know, pretty much anything we can do here in the lab and, and came up with the idea to use what we got based on the technology we had because what I wanted to do when I was hunting is the first thing is I wanted to give myself more light in the morning to hunt and more light in the evening to hunt which is the prime times to hunt game you know wherever you're hunting at because they move early morning and late in the you know evenings and this lens we know it gives you 30 minutes more hunting light in the morning and 30 minutes more hunting light in the evening. And the second biggest thing I wanted to do is pop out was the antlers at 250 to 350 yards without the use of binoculars. What I mean by that is, is when I hunt, when I, when I had time to hunt, I would always hunt um, fire breaks on the property or gas lines on the property which, you know, if you, you see something at the distance and you go, mm, I think I see something, go grab your binoculars. Oh, yes, there's antlers. Then come back to my rifle. Well, guess what? You're, you're catching the rear end of that game going across because they were moving. They, they know not to stop in open areas like that. So by putting antlers and sheds out that far away, I was able to identify the contrast to be able to identify antlers without going, okay, what do I see at 200, 
oh, hey, no, I go straight to the gun because I know with the glasses on, I could see that was antlers. So that was a big thing there as well on the hunting side of it. Um, we made them locally for um, game wardens in West Alabama and to get them tested out and use them because there was a concern I had because they actually make turkey feathers actually have a little glow to them and hardwoods. So I was wanting to make sure this was all um, legal. <laughs> so I called a bunch of my friends that I met that are game wardens and, and they still use them today in West Alabama for obvious reasons because it allows them to pick up shadows in non-light situations a lot easier to do their job and help protect the harvest as well in the in the in Alabama. So when um that all happened, you know, it became a lot of a local, you know, sensation. A lot of people were like, hey, make me this, make me that, and everything else is working, you know, great. And then um had a gentleman come out to the property to hunt. We do executive hunts. Um and he actually was the owner of um Rainbow Technologies. And Rainbow Technologies is now the people that um, make still target paint that so many people have heard about in the shooting industry as well. So I didn't even know the shooting sports existed. And through the help of Larry Joe Steely was still target paint when he created that paint. I sponsored his team first and then saw there was a need to um, educate people on lenses and lens technology. And I said, well, we'll go on the road and see what happens. And we did that. Um, all in 2018 and just finished up our 2019 season at the Area 6 Multi-Gun Championship and we're getting ready to load for bear and um, get ready for the 2020, you know, Hunters HD Gold Rock and Roll Roll Show. So we are getting ready to continue to do even more matches in 2020 and I'm, I'm off now, I think, till January 11th where I go to the Bull Open and um, get started with my 2020 season down in um, OK Gun Corral down in Florida. Nice, nice. So before we go any further with the conversation, I have to say I'm a little upset with you, right? All right. And the reason why I'm going to say I'm a upset with you is I have a pair of the glasses that I've gotten from Hunter HD Gold, but I wish I would have had these glasses back in 2003 when I got <laughs> deployed to Iraq. Oh, Wow. Yes. Wow. All right. Now, the reason why I say that is um, we were issued a pair of glasses, and I'm not going to say the company's name, that we can change the lenses out. Correct. You know, so, of course, the daytime, we will wear the darker ones. Nighttime, we'll wear clear. But these right here, like, since I've had these, I drive with them. <laughs> when I leave out the house, I have them on. And it, it helps, right? Now, I was blown up in Iraq a few times and um, diagnosed with having TBI. Wow. And I have the headaches. I get headaches all the time. Since I've been wearing these, these have literally reduced the cycle of the headaches that I get. Uh, wonderful to hear. Wonderful yeah. to hear. So that's one thing I can say about health improvement with these. But the other side of it is, when I was over in Iraq, I mean, uh, Afghanistan, you know, um, it was a little brighter outside because, you know, you get reflection off the, the rocks and everything. Correct. Um, our Sergeant Major wanted us to wear clear lenses. He didn't want us to wear dark lenses at all. This right here would have solved that problem. <laughs> wow. 
I'm serious. These would have solved that problem. And I wish I would have known about these back then because they was giving us the, the leeway to come up with, you know, ideas that can help us, you know, facilitate our jobs even better. Wow. And just to say, hey, look, I got a pair of these. They would have went out and bought like 20 pair of them. We would have done tests on them. They would have field tested them and everything and say, okay, this is what we're going to go with. Wow. I, well, I really wish I would have known that. Like, so I'm, I'm more pissed off that I didn't know you back in 98, 99, 2000 era. <laughs> well, thank you so much for what you did to, um, for our country to help protect our freedoms that we're in today. And thank you for that. And um, I wish I wasn't there. I, mean, I wish I was there, excuse me, to be able to help with that. But um, hopefully we don't run into any more conflicts where we're, a lot of people have to go. But hopefully we'll be there for the next time in the future to help out other people. And what you're probably experiencing through some of the light sensitivity that you have from the compression where you, you know, had that happen to you, it might have, you know, um, damaged some areas around that area of the, of the um, eye nerves and everything else to, you know, enhance light sensitivity. And the dye that we use is actually a medical dye that we tint the lenses with that is used for a lot of medical benefits in the um, optical industry, um, anywhere from AMD to um, depression up in um, North America, there's not a lot of sunlight year round and lots of other things that happen with the eye health. So what it's doing by blocking all the extra um, blue light um, is probably, that's what's helping, you know, relieve a lot of the extra um, headaches that you might've had because blue light that we're um, inundated with every day from your computer screen that you're looking on now to your phone or your tablet or even the fluorescent lights that we're all with every day, there's a certain level of blue light that can be, you know, intensified. And even now with the bright whites that we have in the fluorescent lights now, which um, they made a change over, you know, in the industry probably about, you know, what's five or six years ago to make them even brighter and more blue is more of a, and a light sensitivity that a lot of people aren't used to as well. So um, I'm glad to hear that it's helping with your headaches and um, look forward to your continued um, health as you um, continue to get better. So thank you again. Oh yeah, no problem. Like I said, I just wish this product would have been available, you know, to us back then. Wow. And, you know, like I said, the science behind it is remarkable. Now, another thing I can say about your product, when I first got these glasses, I literally took them out the box and put them on. And these are the velocities, correct? That's correct. All right. So um, I literally took them out the box. I, the little stuff that you, the little paste stuff you put yes, on your the Z clear that we package everything with for cleaning and anti-fogging that's correct okay so the, the z clear i put it on per the um, instructions wiped it off like it said do um let it sit on there for a little bit and i just put it on and wipe it off and then i literally kept these on for six hours oh wow and I was telling a lot of people, like I was calling people like, yo, I, I got a pair of 100 HD goals and man, I, I literally felt my eyes like kind of relaxing. Like it was almost like a massage sensation taking place. Very nice. And, and um, I went straight to the internet and I started like looking up different stuff off of your website, to, um, back it up. And one thing I, I did come across was the blue light. Now, Normally, if I sit in front of the computer for about two, three hours, you know, I'm squinting, you know, eyes yep. starting to hurt. With these on, I was just sitting there, didn't even bother me, you know. And then from then, um, 
it turned out like what, eight o'clock, nine o'clock that night. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to Walmart. I drove up to Walmart, but driving at nighttime with these glasses on it, I can honestly say it took me some getting used to. It wasn't just like, oh, wow, I can see now because my mind is telling me, yo, it's dark. And, you know, it's like <laughs> kind of playing tricks on me a little bit. So, but I'm literally sitting there like cars coming by, the light's not hurting my eyes. Um, but I can actually see a little bit better because it was illuminating off the lights and everything. So I was like, this technology is almost scary, but remarkable at the same time. That's awesome. Well, I've met a couple of um, eye doctors throughout my traveling for the past two years. And the bad thing is, and the good thing is the technology has been out there for a while. Hmm. The bad thing is, is, um, for, for me, I guess, if the doctors would have been doing their job a long time ago and, and talking to more of their patients behind the chair about what they do every day and what they do in their hobbies, this could have been prescribed a long time ago for you, you know, directly through your doctor. But on the positive side is since, you know, I'm now out here educating people myself and there's, there's a gap that I'm trying to fill and educate, which is why I do so much traveling just to make sure, you know, because you, you saw me when I was at the match when we met in South Carolina, it wasn't a situation of me trying to sell you anything. It was a situation of me letting you, Hey, just try this, right. see how you like it. Let's talk about the technology. Let me educate you. Because mm. once I get a chance to educate you about all the different technologies that we put in the lens, then the value is, is risen a lot higher than the cost. And it's a lot easier to make a purchase decision whenever you're ready. So that's what I like to do when I travel is do a lot of education. Right. And like I said, I can attest to that and it's there. It's really there. So I would honestly say um, if you happen to come across, Brian, I know when you go to a match, you can get a pair to use just for that competition that day, but then you got to give them back. <laughs> <laughs> but you might like them that much that you might just get the loaner pair and then pay for a pair, and now you don't have to give those back. <laughs> All right, so now – what and when did all this come into play for you, Hunter HD Gold, and putting this technology out there? In, um, I think it was around May the 17th is when um, we finally, you know, Larry Joe Steely with um, Steel Target Paint told me that, um, hey, we're going to do something with um, shooting sports, and you need to find a name for your brand. Cause I didn't even have a name for it yet. It was just, it's just a, just a hunting lens. And, um, so in about two days time, I came up with a name and logo for, um, Hunter's HD gold. So it was kind of a last minute thing, you know, um, I had to get everything designed and put out pretty quick. Cause Larry was getting ready to call the Jersey company and he was getting things made for the season. So it's a situation where I really didn't know what I was getting into. He came to me and told me, he goes, Hey, I know I've got about nine people on my team to start off with. And um, I got to, I got you know, I'm going to let you supply them all with the eyewear. And I was like, okay, where's my, um, where's my return on investment there? What does this look like? I don't know what we're doing. I didn't know anything about the, you know, steel challenge and stuff he was getting ready to get me into. And um, he says, well, just supply us with eyewear. Let's get everybody. Cause I need their feedback anyway. And they, they supply them with eyewear. And then let's um, we'll put your name right there on the front of the on the front of the lo on front of the jersey. You'll have you know great placement. People are going to see and wonder what it is. So uh, you know I trusted Larry, 
and um, moved forward to go do that. And then I went to a, I think it was an Alabama State Steel Challenge um, Championship probably a couple of months later and um, went to go see for myself what was going on. And um, the, the, the team that was wearing them were all just amazed. The feedback was in, incredible. And um, I think out of like, like, like probably 12, I haven't had many, probably about seven or eight squads, you know, the Steel Target Paint, you know, shooting team was the only one on that squad that was wearing them. Everybody else was asking questions. Right. And then um, basically he added a new teammate later that year and by the name of Steve, Steve Foster, who is um, really known in the Steel Challenge shooting community. And uh, we made him a pair of prescriptions. And his feedback was a little different from everybody else's because he was always finishing second and third in matches. Mm. And all he did was change his eyewear. He started getting on the podium right. and started winning first place. And all he did was change his eyewear. And that's when I realized that, okay, there's something about this that is really a game changer when it comes to the shooting sports because people are able to see the edges of the steel targets better, which when you're shooting at the, at the speed they're shooting in is very important because sometimes that gun going from one target to the next is, is, is barely stopping, you know, in, in, in a quarter or three tenths of a second, you know, time, they have to know when they're pulling the trigger to make that happen. So, that really, you know, really took it off for me. And Steve Foster has been a great advocate. And he introduced me to a gentleman called Trent Mitsuuka out of um, California who shoots with Hogue and um, has been, you know, started off on the West Coast for me, you know, kind of start off just a cult following in the Steel Challenge world. And um, that's when I started, you know, realizing, you know, there was no vendors there. There was nobody there doing anything. And um, when I went to the um, world the last time the World Rimfire Championship was held in the state of Alabama, um, I went to that match and met um, Trent and a bunch of those guys in person and then ran into some other vendors of um, like Tandem Cross was there. I met Brian there and, and I thought to myself, hey, I, I think, you know, I might can, I want to join. The, it seemed fun. Everybody seemed extremely nice. Everybody was really, really welcoming and they were just really, you know, there to, you know, glad I was even there to, you know, before I even had a tent. They were just glad I was there to come see what they were doing. And once I, after the World Rimfire um, in 2017 is when um, I contacted Brian Hacker with Tandem Cross and I said, hey, thinking about putting a tent together and, and doing some traveling in 2018, where do I need to go? And um, he introduced me to a lot of, you know, matches in the Rimfire world and then working with Steve Foster and Trent Mitsuka and, and Larry. Then I got more interested, you know, where Steer, where Steer Challenge was going to be at and matches like that working with Zach Jones and um, his family to do, you know, Steel Challenge. And then that was kind of my 2018 year or plan until I went to the nine days of nationals in um, Frostproof. And I right. thought to myself, you know, if I can do nine days straight being there from start to finish from bell to bell, then um, I can do anything. Right. <laughs> so I went there and um, met um, Mike Foley, the president of USPSA. And um, 
I had a tent set up that had logos on there from other, you know, you know, the NRA Business Alliance, um, NSSF, um, and some, you know, basic stuff, Rampire Channel Shooting Association, basic stuff. And I was, I went, to, I told Jake Martin, who's in charge of media relations, I said, I'd like to put the USPSA and Steel Channel's logo on my tent as well. And uh, if you don't mind, and he goes, yeah, I'll copy, I might come by and talk to you. And uh, Mike came by and talked to me. He goes, well, how about being the um, official eyewear of USPSA and Steel Challenge? I, now, I thought to myself, whoa, that sounds extremely expensive. <laughs> I didn't know this budget was ready. And I, I knew it made sense on the Steel Challenge world because that's where I got my start. And, you know, and, and it was really, you know, really taken off in Steel Challenge. Um, my concern was twofold. One, where are the USPSAers? going to focus on this because they're running and gunning, you know, moving a lot. Not only done one USPSA match before nine days of nationals, the Mississippi classic mm -hmm. and um, had a lot of mixed reviews based on the, the type of frame it was and everything else. And, um, and that's, you know, cause it's a safety frame. And I come to find out in the USPSA world that um, vanity is very important. <laughs> <laughs> so, and my, my second concern was um, I talked to Mike and I said, there's been a lot of other eyewear people in the shooting sports for a lot longer than me. And um, I don't want to just pop in here and step on a bunch of toes that I, I'm new to this game. This, this is, I'm not sure if I'm ready for that yet. And Mike told me that um, these other eyewear companies have had opportunities to do this and have not done it. Right. And I was like going, Oh, well that changes everything. Right. If they've had the opportunity to do it and they haven't done it, then I'm in. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know what it was going to cost at that point, but he said, we'll get with Jake and everybody at the USPSA and go through negotiations. And sure enough, we, um, we came to some agreements and, um, and for the, for the return on investment, what that would look like. And it's been the best decision that I made in 2018. And in January 1st of um, 2019, we came out with the velocity that you have designed for USPSAers to find a good safety frame that really sticks to the face right. without having to use a strap. And um, the viewing angle was wider than the calibers that we had out. It was had an adjustable nose piece for um, people with different size bridges. And a lot of people using USPSA from different countries would, would, would fit their bridge as well. Cause that was a bit, lot of feedback I got from nine days of nationals. But the biggest thing I do is listen to shooters everywhere I go. Right. And what I mean by that is, is when somebody tells me I like this and like this, that's great, but I really want to hear what you don't like. Right. So that way I know where to take the brand moving forward because I'm here for you as a shooter. I'm not, if it wasn't for you as a shooter, then okay, I'll go back to the hunting world and see what's happened in there. Or, you know, like you said, you experience yourself. We can do, um, they're great for driving and great for, you know, playing golf and some other sports, but the shooters are what have put me on the map where I'm at today. And um, 2019, after getting involved with USPSA, has just been a um, been wonderful. I, I don't think I'd be where I was at right now without the help of um, Jake Martins and Mike Foley and the entire staff of the USPSA telling me, you know, where to go, what directions to, you know, take. And, um, and, and people like yourself just taking a chance to say, well, okay, you've been around long enough. I, you're not just going to be here going tomorrow. Let me try your brand and let's, let's really see what this is all about. So that's kind of what happened and what's taken off. And um, we've already uh, um, 
agreed to, you know, continue in 2020 with um, what we're doing with, with um, the official eyewear and taking it to the next level. So a lot more information to come on that as well. Nice. Well, I can actually say um, if it wasn't for Jenny Cook, if it wasn't yeah. for her, I probably wouldn't have never got a pair. <laughs> you know? um, because the weekend, one weekend we were shooting, I specifically asked her, I was like, do those glasses really help you out? Or is it just the fad that everybody is saying what everybody else is saying? And she took them off and handed them to me and was like, look through them and tell me what you think. So I put them on and I probably only had them on for maybe 30 seconds. And I was like, nah, I really don't see anything. And then that's when I came up with the point where I'm going to get a pair, which were the velocities and try them out. And then like I said, when I tried them out, I was like in awe. And, and that's why we do demo days, because it takes about six to eight minutes right. with that yellowish green when you first put them on, that everybody thinks what they're going to look like the entire time. Mm -hmm. With the medical dye we use, is that disappears. I can't explain why. I don't know. I don't know the medical reason why, but it all turns into contrast. Right. And it just changes everything. But it takes about six to eight minutes for that to happen. And um, once you experience the true contrast and that, and the extra 40, the, actually there's 43% more light coming to your eyes than from wearing polycarbonate. So the Tribex material that we use is a um, superior optics compared to polycarbonate and stronger, and, but just allows 43% more light to come to your eye. And once you realize that extra light to your eye is not going to make you squint, it's going to actually make your eyes relax because they're getting the right amount of light, then it just changes everything. That's, that's very true. So now let me ask you, how did you come up with the, the styles? Because you said the velocities came out for USPSA shooters. Right. Um, you also have the gauge. Yep. And there's another one I'm not the remembering. The caliber, the archer, and the aviator. There we go. And, of right. course, and, a, and the BJ Norris Signature Series that we just rolled out at um, High Cap Nationals and Low Cap Nationals, uh, available through his website, shortroundsupply.com only. It's an exclusive okay. for BJ Norris. So now, how did the designs for everything else? So let's start off with the gauge. How did the design for the gauge come about? Well, here's the thing. I make lenses for a living. Mm -hmm. I don't make frames. So um, the frame manufacturer that we use is up in um, Rochester, New York, a company called Artcraft Optical. They've been making safety frames for close to 100 years. So they already had these styles that were made. But so basically when I go looking for a safety frame, I'm looking through all these different charts of stuff that he's either made or have made in the past and talk to him about getting stuff, you know, ordered from him directly. So the frames that we use are um, somebody else's creation. And that's one of those things that it's just a carrier for the lens. Now, the reason we call the gauge, the gauge, is because it has a 62 millimeter lens, which is the largest lens option that we have right now for Hunter's HD Gold. And for it worked great for shotgunners because that's, you know, they had a wider viewing angle seeing the clays moving and coming in their sight peripheral better than they did the calibers of the others. So that's one reason we called that the gauge. And um, the, the names is what we kind of come up with around the frame just based on what it's used for, if that makes any sense. For example, the Archer. We came out with the archer because people were wearing the calibers and the gauge. And when they drew back their bow, they couldn't see it through the plastic. 
So <laughs> we came out with the archers because it was a real thin bridge with and wire. And when you drew when you drew your bow back, there was nothing there blocking you looking through your peep sights. Mm -hmm. So hence the name the archer. So and the velocity we came up with that name based on a um, contest that we did it um, with a bunch of the hunters HD gold shooters and um, that were wearing it and we just kind of wanted to find, you know find the name and that's the name that we had a vote on with a bunch of people that we did that were shooting hunters HD gold based on the frame they knew the frame style they knew that everything looked like they didn't know what it was going to be named and um, actually a gentleman I'm trying to think who um, let me name that. Oh yeah, I feel horrible. But yeah, one of one of my, one of the hunters HD Gold shooters actually came up with the name Velocity, and nice. it was um, <laughs> he was out of North Mississippi, and his name's right on the tip of my tongue. You know, but I'll revisit that later. But he actually came up with the name, and we everybody voted on it on a private group, and um, that's how the name Velocity came to, to happen. Nice. Okay, so now, what if somebody goes to your website and they're like, okay, I really don't like the frames yep. that's offered. Yep. And are there any options whereas they can buy a frame and send them to you or yes. order a pair? This is something that we're going to, you know, do officially um, at some point in 2020. I'm doing a lot of testing right now with um, frame manufacturers all across the board. Um, so basically to answer your question, um, the, the, everybody's got to keep in mind one thing. All the Hunter's HD Gold frames that are on the website are all Z87 plus one and plus two safety frames. The plus two is for the prescription side of it. Okay, that's a lot of people don't know that you, you're not really supposed to put prescriptions in Z87 plus ones. They have to be a plus two to put a prescription to make them truly safety frames. Now, if somebody has a frame that they're in love with and it's a two lens system of a frame, in other words, the, um, the tombstones is that one shield, you know, lens. We can't do those. We have to have actually two separate lenses. But if they have a frame that they like, you know, yes, go to the website, um, hit contact us at the bottom, and um, start the communications there with me. And because what I do basically, if it's a frame style that I haven't heard of, which is a lot of them because I'm not in the frame business, I right. um, usually have them send me a picture of the frame just to confirm that it's something I can make. And then two, I had the communication with them that the lenses we can make for this will have the same property of the ANSI standard 2015 lenses, but since it's not a safety frame, they won't have the ANSI markings, okay? That's very important. We, um, all the Hunters HD Gold lenses have been approved ANSI 2015. What that means is to you and me as a shooter is a quarter inch still ball at 150 feet per second. It's not going to penetrate that lens. We had that tested by a third party after about $6,800 of um, investment and time and lenses to get that approved. Now you can only put an ANSI lens that is marked with the ANSI markings into a Z87 plus one or plus two safety frame. So if I put them into your other brand frame, that is not that, it's the same properties, same thickness, same everything. It just won't have the actual ANSI markings on the top of the lens. Now, here's where the liability goes more to the consumer than it does back to Hunter's HD Gold. The lenses are going to hold up. We know that. We, we, we unfortunately have had customers 
know, they've had, you know, in the bat, you know, um, batteries, you know, you know, ignitions where blowback and a lot of things have happened in bad situations. Guns have blown up and, and it's protected the eyes like it's supposed to. Now, if you have a lens and a non safety frame, that frame may fail before the lens does. Does that make sense? Correct. So if you have some kind of compression or something hit it, that lens may come out and, you know, it could cause, you know, to hit the bottom of the eye and cut the eye and the lens may not stay in the frame compared to what it would on a safety frame. So that's the communication that we have individually right now. And at some point there'll be a tab on the Hunter's HD Go website for Hunter's HD Go Custom. And all this will be talked about in detail for the liability to transfer more from Hunter's HD Gold back over to the consumer, making a choice to wear a non-safety safety frame. Right. Yes, I said that right. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. All right. So now for those of us on the listening side, when he has said the tombstone, they, they can't make the lens for the tombstone. That's um, a glasses from another company. But yeah. at the same time, it's if you don't know what the tombstone is, it's more like a ski goggle. Yeah. It's a piece that's made through an injected molding process. So they can stamp those lenses out hundreds at a time. And it's, it's a, it's a manufacturing process totally different through injection molding. And each hunter's HD gold lens is cut one at a time. And if you've ever seen me at a match, I've actually carry a, a blank um, lens before it gets started in manufacturing starts off the size of a hockey puck. And then 17 people actually touch that lens through the manufacturing process before it goes into the, to the frame to be Hunter's HD Gold. So it's a whole different manufacturing process altogether. Wow. So now when people see you at the competitions, if they purchase a pair of Hunter HD Golds from you at the competition, you give them a yellow box versus the little black box that comes with it in the mail. Oh, no, no, not at all. The yellow box we have been only using for the custom pair that we give away. Oh, okay. Okay. So I read that all, wrong. <laughs> Yeah, that's all that for. Those yellow boxes, um, we're working to hopefully get some more of those in the future because a lot of people have wanted to buy those. Those aren't actually available for sale. We just had a limited supply of those. Hmm. But, and I chose to use those with all the giveaways that I go to at every match. Gotcha. Um, okay. I'm waiting on the... Um, China tariffs to get under control because we do get those boxes out of California through China. Right. And I believe in the tariffs, but right now I'm arguing between, I used to be arguing over one or two or three dollars on the price to get that down when you buy a thousand boxes. Right. Now I'm arguing over three to seven dollars per box. <laughs> that changes yeah. everything, which, <laughs> exactly. which, which we need the tariffs, we need that to get under control. But I can't afford to put that much more money into a, you know, a nice 10 year warranty box. It's waterproof with pressure seals and all that. Cause I wanted to, all, I've got myself at a point where at some point I would love to offer that box with every pair we sell or mm. a box like it. And I'm getting ready to go to shot show here in um, next month. And I'm going to be actually talking to some other manufacturers um, of those boxes to see if there's a way we can, you know, work for something and get the price point where I can do that because kind of like an expensive watch, you know, you go buy an expensive watch. Sometimes it comes with that nice box. Right. I'm wanting to kind of do the same thing with Hunter's HD gold. Cause if you're paying, you know, MSRP $369 for a pair of glasses, then I think it should come with a nice box like that. 
It's just right now I can't get the boxes that we're currently using at a price point that is acceptable, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes but a lot of sense. I, because I'm saving my, I mean, I'm, I'm saving the, you know, I've got a certain budget I can work with. And, you know, I don't want to say, well, here's, the, now they're coming with a box, but they're $399. Right. I, I'm not going to do that. That's not my plan because that's just, I want to keep it the exact same price point and absorb the extra cost because right. then I can get, then I can get rid of the, the, the small drawstring bag, the microfiber cloth drawstring bag and get rid of the double bubble case that it comes with. So there's a cost associated there. that's going to be taken away and then added back into the regular box. So we're making some business decisions. We're trying to get a lot of things work, but you know, I don't, if you know me and you see me around a lot, I don't roll out anything until it's perfect and ready to go. Right. And I could have, you know, got this box in black and, and already started doing this, but it's one of those things, the gold box and the, and the color, it just kind of, you know, makes sense for Hunter's HD gold, but we're going to try to make some decisions after shot show and see where to go with this, you know, even further into it for 2020. Sounds nice. Sounds nice. So now where can people purchase, you know, the glasses from Hunter HD gold? What was that again? Where can people purchase the glasses from 100 HD Gold? Well, if you, you know, the MSRP on 100 HD Gold is 369 with or without a prescription. And I have um, authorized retailers and resellers that are set up. If you go to the 100 HD Gold website where to buy them, um, examples of um, Go Fast Don't Suck website, Still Target Paint website, Rangestore.net, um, you know, um, short round supply, shooters connection. There's lots of places to buy the non-prescription. Hmm. On the prescription side, it's all done through the website, through um, the tab at the top, Hunter's HD Gold RX, and I handle each one of those sales myself through the lab directly because there's a lot more involved in the prescription side of it than there is a non-prescription side of it. So that's the best way to do it. It's through the website to find out you know, where your local retailer is at, who you like to shop with, who you'd like to do business with, and on the prescription side slash custom side, it all goes to the website directly to boot me. All right. So if the good people want to contact you um, and Hunter's HD Gold, how can they do this? Just simply go to the website under contact us. Because like I said, there is no us. It's me. I get every email that comes right to my computer or my phone and everywhere else. Um, I'm very um, consistent in um, replying and um, when I reply, I put my phone number out there and you're welcome to call me as well because it's just one of those things that um, it's, it's a, it's, it, is, it is a product that is more expensive than other stuff that is out there on the market. But once we talk and once we discuss through it and you see for yourself, you know, how they change so you don't have to, then it makes a big difference in your shooting and everything else. So the website's the easiest way to get in touch with you through huntershdgold.com. That's it right there. So, like I said, we was holding a conversation with Brian from Hunter's HD Gold. I would say go check him out. Look him up on Facebook, Instagram. And if you go to either one of those pages, he puts up some great shooters across the nation. You I know, appreciate so that. Go check out his um, social media. Like him. Tell him you heard about him here on the M-W Tactical Podcast. And we're going to see what's going to hold in the future for Hunter's HD Gold. Thank you, Brian, for coming on and talking with us today and sharing your product. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. 
Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us on the M-W Tactical Podcast. Remember, a new podcast comes out every Tuesday. If you cannot wait for Tuesday, go and listen to past episodes to catch up on what you missed. Make sure you visit www.m-wtactical.com and see what all is offered on the site where you can't even purchase M-W Tactical Apparel. But please go to our Facebook and Instagram page and follow us on our journey in the sport of competition shooting and the realm of the 2A community. Until next week, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun.